Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Welcome to FitPro Podcast today, Client Acquisition Mastery. My name is Jane Warrer. I'm a director of FitPro and I have the pleasure of being with Riley Stewart today, who is founder and managing director of More Gym Members and also co-founder and director of Zone Gym. So welcome, Riley. And can you maybe take a minute or two to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Jane. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so thank you for the kind introduction. Um, my name's Riley, as you know, and well, two years ago, I was going into the corporate engineering world, um, studying, doing business and engineering over there, and turns out I didn't quite like it. After about six months, I decided to leave, uh, went traveling around Asia for a bit, um, came back and decided it was just time to start my own business. So I started two other businesses, uh, two other companies with four other guys. That didn't quite work out. And then always been a gym goer and a gym lover myself. I went down to the gym I was visiting at the time and spoke to the owner there and started to work on some of his marketing strategies. Um, and I remember when we first set it up, it took me about 40 hours to build out the system, turned it on. The next day, leads started to come in. Um, from there, it's just been a long process of educating myself and further developing how we do things. Right. Well, at 22 years old, Riley, you seem to have accomplished quite a lot. So what, what do you actually put your success down to? Probably a lot of the things that a lot of, I guess, successful people will say. They probably all say the same thing. Um, my mindset. I think I was probably raised quite well in early childhood. Right things happened, which gave me the right outlook on life. Um, very open to experiences and opinions. Absolutely relentless at uh, pursuing my goals, like I work quite easily, 13-hour days, six days a week, and it doesn't really bother me, um, as a lot of fitness professionals do, right? They work very long hours a lot, yeah. of them, especially in yeah. the early days. Um, got a lot of respect for the ones that can put in that kind of grit. Uh, you know, love learning, love not only working hard, but then also strategically planning and thinking out how to get the most effective results out of the time I put in and out of the team that what they put in. Um, so it's not just about working your face off, it's about working your face off smart. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know that you work with PTs and clubs, but what are, the, what are some of the common mistakes you see personal trainers making when trying to scale up their business? Probably a lot of the same mistakes that most business owners in general make. Um, first one being they don't hire experts that can do a job better than them and they don't hire people who are willing to learn who they can pay less than their own hourly wage um, to teach, to do the job that they're currently doing. So they don't either delegate to people better than them or they don't delegate to others who can do simpler tasks and they can upskill themselves. Um, and, and a lot of business owners are quite lazy, so they, they probably don't deserve to grow so much. But if they're trying to uh, scale up and they're working hard, then it's probably just delegation and they're not leveraging themselves quite well. Yeah, that makes sense. So from your own market research, which types of business models would you say are the most profitable in 2019 for PTs? Group training, I think, Jane. And I'm sure most people would probably agree with that because you get leverage 
Um, what ends up happening with one-on-one personal training, if you were trying to scale just a single one-on-one PT business, is eventually you have to add subcontractors underneath you, and then you're at the mercy of those subcontractors. A lot of the time, they might leave and they take your client base, which you can't scale if everyone keeps stealing your client base. Um, and you end up losing, say, 50% of all the revenue immediately to paying the PT themselves. If they're any good, then you cut it 50-50. Um, otherwise, there's the 24-7 gym models, which is kind of a, I think it's a dying model. Maybe 10, 15 years ago, it was more of a, an exciting model. But now it's very much high volume, low margin. So you need a lot of capital to get it going. Um, I've got clients there churning $100,000 a month in the 24-7 model, but they're still only making maybe a 5% margin on that. So they're churning and burning clients, I call it. Um, But then group training, what happens there is you get a lot of leverage instead of maybe $80 an hour, you can leverage it to $250 an hour. You're not at the mercy of your coaches because they can, you can swap those and rotate them around and it really ends up being about the community. Um, the community that the other clients bring with them and the friendships they form is what retains and attracts new clients. So everyone wins because they get more value. They pay a little bit less, but net you get more and it's yeah. just finer environment for everyone. So group yeah, it, it makes complete sense. So um, how would you say that PTs can successfully market their brand and themselves without their social media being just about them? So should they, um, you know, about, is, is it about them being the front man or front woman across their marketing? And how do they retain a clear brand identity? I think it's fine that they're the front man or woman because people are ultimately attracted to some kind of persona or some kind of character, whether they identify with it themselves or they just, they just enjoy the story that, of seeing this person's journey or maybe a client's journey. So people love stories and especially in personal training, it's really the relationship between the PT and the client that keeps the client coming back. It's not so much, uh, in some cases it is, but in other cases, more general population, it's more the relationship that they have between the two of the two parties that keep people coming back. So there definitely should be some kind of about them and their story and how they help people. Um, but on top of that, they need to identify what their target market actually wants. So they're deepest chorus desires it's dig deeper than just losing weight or building strength it's what will that do for them um how will that actually help their life specific scenarios maybe they they get embarrassed when they go to the beach because they can't get in their bikini talk about these kind of things and that's the actual emotion that drives people to take action um so once they've figured out that then they can mix in along with their own self stories and their own persona of themselves displaying that they can also put in some client stories uh, some tips different authority posts kind of showing off uh, their own expertise and then mixing in a few promotions there as well just trying to keep it uh, lots of stories stories sell um so use them yeah that makes sense everyone loves a good story um so you know in your opinion what are the best online tools that um pts could use Personally, in my business, we use Zapier a lot. Z-A-P-I-E-R, Zapier. Um, It's an automation tool. It basically links any different online tool with other online tools. So you can get all these if this, then that type sequences happening, which means you can automate pretty much everything in the business 
um, either through using a virtual assistant and Zapier, and then you basically remove yourself from having to do a lot of the computer work or just trying to automate as much as possible. Um, then there's MailChimp as well. It's a free mailing service, or you can use um, a paid one if you like, but MailChimp is quite good. Uh, Facebook ads is just a weapon, and that's what we use the most in my businesses. Um, and Google Sheets, I mean, there's nothing, people underutilize Google Sheets, I think. You can create really nice tables, link it with Zapier, and then there's a lot of these automated things that are happening. Um, I think anyone should take some lessons on Zapier, really, and there's just, you can link it with thousands of different tools. So especially PTs, they don't want to be sitting in front of the computer all the time. If you can automate as much of that as possible, then happy days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds, sounds great. Um, and that's one I haven't heard of actually. So, um, you know, hopefully that's, you know, going to get out there and yeah, it's more information, which is super. Um, so um, what's the, the ultimate client acquisition system and how does it work in your opinion? This has taken a long time of refinement, Jane, to come up with this and refine how this actually works. And we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of our own money and clients' money uh, mastering how this works. Um, we don't necessarily have to start with a low barrier offer. We can go for some kind of high ticket offer. We've got clients that might sell a $4,000 or a $10,000 package of personal training straight at the front end, but usually we'll come up with some kind of low barrier offer maybe a six-week challenge, a 28-day challenge, an eight-week challenge, a 12-week challenge. We don't call it a challenge, but everyone knows what a challenge is. We would call it some kind of better name than that. Um, but it usually starts with that. So that's what we'll end up marketing on Facebook and Instagram. And people will submit an application to work with you for that challenge or project or booty builder, some of them are, whatever they are. Um, and you have to split the market into niches. So this is part of the issue that a lot of people have when they use Facebook advertising is they will just do like a shotgun approach. They'll just try to target every single person ever without really defining it into niches. And you can quite simply split off men, women, um, under 35, over 35 and over 50s. So you've got six niches straight away there. And then if you split those up, you know, different images for the 30 year olds, different images for the 55 year olds, uh, different images for the men and the women. Even if the copy is kind of the same, it has a massive effect because it actually relates to the people that are viewing it. Um, yep. So you end up cycling these niches, which means you can have a high volume of leads coming in continuously because as one demographic wears out, you switch to the next one. And then that one wears out, you switch to the next one rather than wearing them all out at once. Yeah. So from there you get the leads coming in and then part of the crucial element is having a call center or someone in-house whose job is just to call leads nonstop, you know, two or three hours a day of just lead calling. Um, five years ago, you could probably get someone within about six calls. Now you need probably about 18 calls and that's just in five years. It's gone, you know, more than double the amount of calls that you need to be able to make the sale. Um, sometimes you can get them in three calls, but you know, we do them 10 calls within seven days for every lead that comes in. It's just, it's getting really, really hard. And a lot of gyms or PTs, they're giving up because it's getting so hard, but then there's others that are thriving because they adapt to that and they'll get a call center. They'll either outsource it or get someone in house to do it, or maybe someone at home to do it. Um, and then you take them, they come in for the low barrier offer. You have good orientation process for them and, really lots of touch points and try to welcome, welcome them to the community. And then at the end of that, you have an upsell to 
go on to like a long-term direct debit membership. Okay, all right, that makes complete sense. Um, in your opinion also, Riley, how long does an effective marketing campaign actually take? I mean, obviously everything takes a little bit longer now. Um, the market is more discerning. So in your opinion, um, how, how long does it take to set up an effective campaign? For us to set one up, it takes about 14 days, but it, we've had thousands of hours of preparation to be able to get it into a 14-day setup time. Um, so, yeah, initially 14 days. While it's running, you can get a campaign. If it's good, the same one running for about two months, and then it will die off um, depending on the area. In split testing and refinement, it takes dozens of hours, tens of thousands of dollars in ad spend, um, but then to come up with a kind of mass database and IP that we have hundreds of thousands of dollars and thousands of hours and years of work. Um, mm -hmm. It takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's an investment. It's a big yeah. investment. Yeah, and time and energy and money. Um, so um, tell us, Riley, why do you do what you do then? I've always tried to figure that out. Uh, Jane, <laughs> from an early age, I've always been very motivated. But when I went across Asia for three months, that was where I found myself. And since then, it's kind of been a spiritual thing for me. I'm not really religious, but I'm very spiritual. And it's, I feel like that's what I was just put here to do. Um, if you're not growing, you're dying. So I just constantly push myself. It's exciting. I enjoy people. I enjoy helping people as most fitness professionals do and most people in general do. Um, it's just a lot of fun and I don't, if I'm not doing this, then I'm sitting around wishing I was doing that. Uh, so I just do it. Yeah. And, you know, um, Ryan, I want to thank you. Obviously we're sort of coming to the end of our, uh, our call today and I want to thank you for your time. It's obvious that you do want to help PTs in the market and really appreciate you sharing your time with us today. So, um, thank you. And we look forward to seeing your success and, um, hearing from you again. Thank you, Jane, and thanks to all the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and see you next time.